If a performance car of the year falls in a forest and nobody watches, did it actually happen? Epistemic details, next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just click the car that's up there now, dude. Five renowned geniuses that nobody's ever heard of statistically, in other words, the creme de la creme of Australian motoring journalism, recently concluded an irrelevant half-million-dollar three-pronged suppository supercar goes really, really fast. Who knew? In related news, sky remains blue, trees definitely still green, water, wettest substance ever. That's verified. And the prime Primensa, still a complete waste of self-promoting space. Yes. But now, our soul media, proud owners of the Jack Kevorkian motoring magazine collection, yes, they still print them. No, I don't know why either. I suppose it's important to preserve our proud motoring heritage, despite the cost. Arsehole Media continued its onslaught of irrelevant awards this week, entertainingly, with the unveiling of yet another bullshit car of the year. This time from Motor. Remember that. Motor Manual. Modern Motor. Lately just Motor. Soon, Ouija Board Motor. Yes. Of all the bullshit car of the years... See what I did there? Motor's Bullshit Performance Car of the Year is my favourite. Bacotti. Yes. Wheels has Bacotti, and of course it's just so glamorous. But as everyone who's ever tried both agrees, Bacotti is better in the sack, metaphorically. A lot better. And isn't that always the way, I ask you? Such a solid formula, too. You take a publication nobody buys and you dole out an award nobody cares about to a car that only an elite multi-millionaire would ever purchase as defined by a handful of... Let's call them... Uh, interesting dudes who could never in their wildest technicolor fantasies actually purchase such a car. This is how the cake of irrelevance gets baked. The Bipacotti is usually a half-million-dollar Porsche supercar, but in a daring break from convention, Bipacotti 2021 is a half-million-dollar three-pronged suppository supercar. That's a pretty bold departure. <coughs> I could agree. And, predictably enough, the crowd goes wild. And of course, by goes wild, I mean didn't give a shit, mainly by virtue of not existing. The highly anticipated Bipacotti announcement was a gag reflex-worthy made-for-YouTube extravaganza of basic video production mismanagement, where this guy, with his daring pocket square apparently addressed a crowd which seemed to me not to be present. He looked at everyone who wasn't there. Except, of course, you in the audience, but 
hey, you weren't there either, so I guess that's fair. Then uh, these two stroked each other's, uh, let's call them um, vegetables, rather a lot. Before I knew it, I was foot tapping and humming all my favorite tunes in the Navy, YMCA, wanna break free, personal favorite, like that. I found it most entertaining indeed, in other words. A dude on the left is a non-judge, and he's just there, I suppose, because he can say two sentences without tripping over his tonsils. On the right, one of my favorite motoring quote-unquote journalists, Andy Enright, MBA, computer IT dude, memory serves. He's a guy who could, well, let us let him tell you. I could, I could nerd out about this all day, talk, <laughs> talk about role centers and role moments. No, I really don't think you could, Andy, personal opinion. Not without a lot more preparation than you apparently did for this one. All day, such a big call. Take it from someone who actually studied rotational kinematics, seemingly without end. Role centers and role moments all day, nerding out. Let's see it, dude. I double dead, desiccated dingo's donger, dare Let us in on what you know about that. In fact, you two uh, geniuses, and using the term loosely, you didn't even nerd out about it, unquote, once even a little in your quaint video presentation, despite your claim that these vaguely alluded to dynamic tweaks are what actually got Mercedes aging GT over the Bipacotti line. Hashtag fail. If I were a viewer, and hey, I did endure it, I was one of the few, I'd want to see more of that and less of the metaphoric vegetable stroking, frankly. I'm kind of funny like that. I'd love to meet the director of this distinctive production, just to see what we had in common. I don't think that would take too long. Nerd out all day dude, when he was bridesmaid on wheels, actually said the McLaren 720S, quote, where's the visage of a deep sea ambush predator? Nobody watched that video either. Statistically, I don't know why. It's had 1,000 views in three months, but I guess it's brave to talk like that, no matter the size of the audience. <coughs> Think you'd agree. There's a 720S right now on the production line at the McLaren Technology Center in Woking, Brexitania, right there. Getting the final paint, just Goldilocks. Rounding out the Bicotti, Bipicotti, sorry, judging panel were former ACP Magazine's mail delivery boy, Glenn Butler, who went on, of course, memorably, to be the Schittsville PR dude for Jeep. Pretty tough gig. You'd need both Kevlar plates in the vest for that one most days. So, he can fight. Then there's uh, recently former work experience kid Louis Cordoni. If I were a multimillionaire scouring the internets for another irrelevant car from my power seat in the hot tub, I'd want to know what Louis thinks. I just would. It'd be kind of like talking to one of my kids about it. Kurt Dupre. He's a freelancer. Needs the coin. I've been there. Done that. Unless, of course, he has some undisclosed 
wear it like fetish about room sharing in a rat's nest motel for several days. That's always fun. Such a glamorous gig, being a Bipacotti judge. I mean, I've done it once. My favourite judge, however, is, of course, Australia's pre-eminent expert on 2021 Subaru Outback paint and panel durability, Scotty Newman. Scotty recently took a Subaru Outback to the Schittsville Outback, which is kind of a neat fit when you think about, and he brought it back, let's be kind, somewhat fucked. Oops-a-daisy. Pretty safe, I think, to assume that one won't be going out for press evaluations ever again. Shot peened all over, essentially, as Elvis almost said. Scotty should thus, in my view, write the definitive guide for consumers on why buying a demonstrator is probably a potentially bad idea. Very bad, when I think about it. He is suddenly the voice of Experion on that one. Look, to be fair on this, it was just a simple case of turned left when we should have turned right at Dingo Piss Creek kind of thing. Zigged when we should have remained home and written a few easy news fillers instead. Rookie error, like, we've all been there, dude. These are the chaps who make these lofty decisions for the billionaires too dumb to figure out what car makes their wallet look sufficiently obese, which lands them the crazy hot babes. Here's the thing about awards like Bipacotti. If you're a dying medium using a dying business model, you could go out with dignity. Or you could splash your proximity to the next life right up there in lights. Motor boldly chose the latter this year. Bipacotti was unveiled at 7.30pm Wednesday. That's when the village people package went public on YouTube. And I started involuntarily a humming and a tapping along. It's the biggest gig on the motor calendar. What a great pity, I think, that nobody gave a shit, statistically. I recorded this package, which you're watching right now, slightly more than 36 hours after the big Bipacotti announcement. And by then, the bullshit performance car of the year package had amassed a staggering 3,700 views. Yes, roughly 100 sufferers for every hour. Paint dries about that fast. I, I know, I've watched. In a rare moment of candor, I find this thing quite sad, really. When you look at it, when you distill it down to the core problem, it saddens me. Speaking as a former motor contributor, but the numbers speak for themselves, and they are facts, and it's always a mistake to ignore the facts. And if I were Motor, I would be extremely concerned that this is kind of definitive evidence of audience absence. And it's live now for anyone to see, especially potential advertisers. So look, if you've made it this far into this report, please don't subscribe to my channel. If you plan on studying philosophy right, this is called a false dichotomy. Look it up. Google knows everything. Don't subscribe to my channel. Dude, I've already got sufficient subscribers. Go over to Motor and subscribe to Motor's channel instead.
Do it now. I know they're still using a bullshit formula. They're trying to do top gear badly with no budget or charisma, and they're doing that well. But think about it, like doing your bit to preserve our motoring heritage. I'm pretty sure some people still keep carrier pigeons. Is this such a big ask, I ask you? They're trying, however, ineffectively. Motor has pumped out an incredible 423 videos over six long years and yet amassed only 12,500 of you ungrateful bastards. That's the number who have seen fit to nudge the subscribe button. And that's pathetic in my view. Turn this frown upside down immediately. You can help. Do them a solid right now and help preserve this endangered species today. Dude, it doesn't mean you have to watch. Like, nobody expects that. I'm certainly not asking you to do that. Like, cruel and unusual punishment. Look at it instead like a... Uh, like a sympathy fuck. 